25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, here we go. Hour number two of the show. Hour number two has just begun here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the state of Mississippi. Somebody you can deal with one-on-one. Personally, have that local insurance agent. You pick him up, call him on your cell phone if something goes wrong, or if you have an insurance question, 9 o'clock at night or fender bender at Midnight, call him up. He lives right down the road. Knock on his door. That's the way it works with Farm Bureau. Proud to be connected to you because of the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire. Customer inspired at C Spire. Check them out, cspire.com. Beavers in. I'm here. You're here. Lots coming your way here in this hour of the show. And you can be a part of the show. A couple different ways to do that. If you're watching on the stream on Facebook or on uh, Periscope. Hey to y'all. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. You can see how to get in touch. Give me a call on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Shoot me a text over here on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. 601 numbers for both. Squirrel texted in a minute ago, and he said, that chicken hawk call is 10 minutes of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> and that's from... Squirrel, I always love a good back and forth, a little spat between squirrel and chicken hawk. You know, we're going to have to teach chicken hawk how to text the country. As much as he loves sausage, you'd think he'd want to just text us simply because it is the country pleasing text line. Coming up in about five minutes, we're going to talk with uh, Neil Price, Mississippi State play-by-play announcer for football and men's basketball. I've texted Neil back and forth a couple times, but the last time I talked to him on the phone was last week, about a week ago. My family and I were visiting family in South Alabama, and he was coming through Tupelo with Coach Richard Williams, and they were headed to Nashville looking for a place to eat and headed up to Nashville for the tournament. And so I don't know if they got all the way up there before they turned around or not, but we'll get the details on kind of what the last week had been like and from his perspective. Now, a couple of things on Twitter. If y'all want to tweet me during the show, feel free. Just tweet away, and we just might read it. I'm Radio Wyatt. Give me a follow if you haven't already. I appreciate that. Thomas, get this, uh, Beaver. Thomas is responding. We had the always sunny conversation earlier as it pertained to uh, St. Patrick's Day. Thomas has the answer. He says, I'm pretty sure they have that party bus turned into a mobile street I'm sorry, uh, a mobile Patty's bus where they sell beer to people, but they just end up kidnapping people and stealing their cell phones, <laughs> which absolutely is a plot that is plausible on that TV show. 
And then Real C. Collins on Twitter says, uh, Hey, Matt, how about Dak to New England? That'd be awesome to see. And he says, also, be nice to Beaver. He's kind of sensitive. What's that all about? I have never... You know, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I just haven't known him long enough. But uh, I've never looked at Beaver. I've never... My perception of Beaver has never been as someone who is sensitive. What am I missing on that? Y'all help me out. Hey, and listen, coming up in this hour, there's uh, three things that I want to get into because I have some stuff I want you to hear. We're going to talk about this coronavirus deal. There's an update in the state of Mississippi on the number of cases, and it's as of this morning, which, you know, things ebb and flow hour by hour. We know that and accept it, okay? But... Um, I, I we'll give you the update on the number of cases in Mississippi. I think it's up to 21. All right. But I want you to hear something. A man who is laying in a hospital bed in Ohio who has the coronavirus, the worst kind of it, I guess, did a Facebook Live from his hospital bed, and he talked about his experience and a little advice. And I want you to hear that. It's short. So that's coming up. I want you to hear it. Also, famous actor in Hollywood. He's, you've seen him in movies. You've seen him in TV shows. You know who I'm talking about? Idris Elba. He has tested positive for the coronavirus and uh, put a message out there on Twitter. We're going to hear that. So we're going to cover it. Then we'll get into a little history and, of course, the news today of Tom Brady no longer going to be a Patriot, Dak Prescott. Going to be a cowboy. He got the exclusive franchise tag, which means he's not going to be able to sign with anybody else. But it's not final. And I'll tell you why and how and what that means coming up if you're interested. But for right now, it's time to flip it on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Neil Price, Hale State Voice on Twitter. Give him a follow if you haven't already. He's a play-by-play announcer for Mississippi State football and men's basketball. And he's supposed to be on the radio calling basketball, but he's not. We all know why. So next best thing, let's talk to him here. Neil Price on your radio right now. Neil, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. You wearing green at all? I am. I am. I'm out on my walk, and I've got my green shorts on. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to stay in the spirit. Atta boy, green shorts on. You know, I just noticed it. I'm looking at my screen here, Neil, and uh, – I used for the graphic over my shoulder so people watching the stream can see who we're talking to here. I used your Twitter avatar. And in that Twitter picture of you and Beth, you're wearing a green shirt. So I know you got a green shirt. You know, you would have no excuse yeah. if you didn't have something on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that picture is in Acadia National Park in Maine, uh, right in front of the Jordan Pond. And I'm going to tell you, folks. If you've got the opportunity to go, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Hmm. And uh, that's why it's the Avatar. Okay. Pretty cool place. So what what took you to Maine? I'm just curious what took you up there. We went on vacation. So okay. we went to Boston, had never been, and wanted to see it. And then up through New England and into the eastern edge of Canada and had never been there. And, uh, man, just a beautiful country. Yeah. Friendly people. Uh, it's uh, Maine's a really neat place. I mean, it's 
kind of isolated, and I would tell you the places that we stopped, we probably don't fit the income bracket to live there, <laughs> but, but it's uh, it's worth the trip nonetheless. Yeah, I hear you. Neil Price on your radio right now. We caught him out on his walk. Neil, I just wanted to kind of go back and, like, let's tell this story of how it all went last week, right? So uh, uh, the until today, I think the last time I talked with you over the phone was about a week ago today, and or close to it. You and uh, Coach Williams were driving your way up to Nashville. I was out of town visiting family, and you were coming through, and you said, uh, where do we eat? We're going to Nashville for the men's tournament. And then things started yeah, to shake. Yeah, who cares about basketball? Where do we eat? Yeah, <laughs> where, where, do we eat? <laughs> where do we eat? Yeah. Hey, and by the way, did the recommendation work out okay? Yes, no? They were only open for dinner, so oh, okay. we didn't get to try it. But we'll get back up that way and do it again real soon. Okay, well, shoot. Sorry about that. Well, anyway, so you guys went on to Nashville. What happened next for y'all? Well, we got there, I don't know, 3 or 3.30 on a Wednesday afternoon. And uh, Coach Williams had uh, had the duty of doing one of the, uh, the first two games on Wednesday night. And first year that they'd ask him to be a part of the national broadcast. And he actually got to do uh, the first game of the night on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of took it easy and was getting ready to do the first game on Thursday for national radio. And when I walked in the gym about, I don't know, 1130 uh, Central. No, earlier than that, 1030, I guess. And, uh, Kentucky had just gotten done with its walkthrough, and as I literally stepped on the floor to walk across, we got met by some folks from the SEC who told us, hey, we're done. And it was that simple. It was over. It was over. And so you you say met by people from the SEC. That was just just staff? Um, Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the senior staff was all in the arena, and they were there trying to, I guess, make sure that SEC Network had a plan and they knew what the logic was. And then, obviously, Tennessee and Alabama, their radio networks were there. They were getting ready to go on the air. Uh, the teams were there getting ready to go out on the floor, and they just didn't want to bring anybody out there and give them any kind of mm-hmm. false sense of security that a game was going to happen. I see. And and so it's for y'all then basically it's like as soon as you arrive, um, I guess you just turn around and come right back home. Yeah, I mean pretty much that was it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's unfortunate. I think that State's team may have actually been at practice or on the way to a practice at Belmont when all this came down, and everybody just came back to the hotel and made sure they could get pilots for the plane and get a plan to fly back to GTR. And they had all that ironed out in about an hour's time. And I think they were back home by probably 2.30 or 3 o'clock that afternoon. So yeah. once we knew what was going to happen, you know, your focus shifts from playing a game or getting ready for a game to the logistics of making sure you can get the team where it needs to go and then finding out what the next steps are on the ground 
at Starkville or on campus or wherever the next stop is for everybody. Sure. Neil Price on your radio. He is at Hale State Voice on Twitter. Y'all give him a follow if you don't already. Play-by-play announcer for Mississippi State football and men's basketball. Um, what's it like in Starkville right now? Well, I was out this morning just for one or two very small things, and there's not as much traffic as you would imagine. Sure. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with there are very few students here, and the ones that are here are making arrangements to probably go back home and be with their families, get ready to transition into this online learning initiative that the university's taken on. So that's put a dent in traffic. Uh, there are some local businesses, restaurants, that have decided that they're going to close for the time being because, you know, there, I guess there comes a financial decision where if you don't have people coming through the door and you've got staff and you've got to make a business decision, that's kind of where you are. And some of those folks obviously are friends of ours. And we're thinking about them. Um, and that's the thing that I think we're all going to learn going forward in this is what kind of toll it's going to take on local business owners and what kind of toll it's going to take on just people in our community that are reliant upon the service industry, that are reliant upon maybe something as simple as going to a church service on Sunday, not only for the spiritual uplifting, but just to interact with people and, and see one another. Uh, and that's what I think we all need to be mindful of. You know, we've got to encourage one another and support one another and do all the things that we're called upon to do uh, to try and get through this thing. And, you know, we're doing the best we can, I think, to to try and, I don't know, keep keep living. Is that what Wooderson said at the end of the movie, L-I-V-I-N? Is that it? <laughs> that's uh, right. We're trying to yeah, just keep on living, you know, and... We're trying to do that, but be responsible in the way that we do it and also work where we can, do what we can. And I think the whole thing is kind of in that mode right now. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Neil Price on your radio. Neil, um, I don't know if it's, I, you know, what, what I don't, what I would never want to do is get on here, you know, and have a, you know, a sports conversation that, that takes for granted or looks past the real impact of all this, exactly what you're saying of people who actually get sick and the fact that we're all doing exactly what we should do by staying out of these big crowds. But I think for a sports show, it's okay to look ahead. We're sitting here on March the 17th. And based on what we heard from the president yesterday, um, sort of got it confirmed when, you know, talking with, um, Keith Carter, the Ole Miss athletic director, just a little while ago on the show, there seems to be, unless there's something dramatic that turns around in this, that there's a very real possibility that this is now, it's going to have some type of significant effect on college football and could have a significant effect in the fall. Do you Have you thought about that much? Do you have any thoughts on it this early? No, I don't know that I've thought that far down the road on it. Um, would I be surprised if that's the case? No, mm. not at all. Uh, because the, what I've read and what I've what I've listened to 
from the federal level on this, just trying to be a good and well-informed citizen, yeah. is, you know, this thing, if we all do our part and we self-distance and we get through this period of 15 days uh, that, the, that the CDC has asked us to do, at least on the front end, then by the summertime, there's a real chance that the numbers of infected folks uh, will drop. Hmm. Now, there's also a real chance when we get to the fall, and we may be talking about later in the fall as temperatures get cooler, that this thing could rally and come back. Mm-hmm. And then if, if we're not cautious enough, what happens is that we run the risk of being right back where we are. And... I, I work in sports. I love it, okay, or I wouldn't be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's like to be an athlete at this level because I never was. Um, and, and I hurt certainly for guys like Tyson Carter and the other seniors on our basketball team, the seniors on Coach Shaper's women's basketball team that just kind of had the rug pulled out from an under them because of circumstances that were beyond their control and beyond the people who made the decision, quite frankly, beyond their control. Um, you know, I hurt for those people, but what I also have is perspective that at the end of the day, it's just a game and there are things that are so much more important than, than whether or not we play. Mm-hmm. And I think the health and, and welfare of our citizens is, is well ahead of that on the list. So you know, if, if that's what it is, then all we can do is adapt and be ready to go when, whenever the, the, the start date is. Uh, I hope that it's sooner rather than later for some of the reasons we've already talked about because you do have businesses in a town like Starkville and for that fact in towns like Hattiesburg and Oxford that are going to be impacted by the lack of events. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just how it works. And uh, I hope that we can get teams back at an appropriate time where we can get businesses going again, where we can get these towns going again, uh, and where our, our student athletes can, can get back on the field, work toward their dreams and their goals. And, and at the same time, um, be able to, to give us all what I think will be a, a much needed return to something that a lot of us are going to have dearly missed for a period of several months. That's right. Very well said, Neil. And, uh, you know, we really wouldn't expect anything less. Very well said. Well, I'm glad you're out and enjoys the sun out. I think the sun's out shining a little bit today here in North Mississippi. And I hope you enjoyed your walk. I heard the birds yeah. chirping. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've got about four miles in today, and you got mm-hmm. us right on the tail end of it. So I apologize. Listen, you can tell from listening to me, I'm out of shape. And, <laughs> and I told a friend of mine earlier today, I, I was texting with uh, on, on the front end of this walk, we were just talking about, you know, we live in whatever term you want to use, unprecedented times, uncertain, whatever term you want to use, mm-hmm. not, not, to, not to try and put fear into anybody, but just looking at it for what it is. And he said, you know, what are your goals for this? And I said, man, I just hope that, you know, I come out of this, I come out of it better spiritually, mentally, and physically 
than I went into it. And that's the only hope I can have for all of it is we've been given, even though there, there is a, a virus here and a serious disease with serious consequences, we've all been given an opportunity to kind of reassess where we are in our lives and what's important to us. And, and, and I hope and pray that we all take a good hard look at that and that we all come out of this better than we went into it and we all come out of it together in some way where our, our, our towns, our communities, our state, uh, and maybe ultimately our country and our world are better for having gone through it. And, and that's, I don't mean to be philosophical with you, but that's, that's kind of what's been on my mind since we left Nashville. Yeah. There was some shock in, man, this thing's just over. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, nothing we can do about it. So let's change gears and let's focus on things that really matter. And, and try to make a difference in doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perspective, spirituality, uh, feet a little more squarely on the ground that we're actually standing on. I think all those things are really, really good. Neil, I appreciate you, man. Good to talk to you. I appreciate you too, buddy. I'll yep. see you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. And dog gone. He's lighting a fire under me. My man Neil's out here and already walked four or five miles. Shoot. What have I done? I haven't walked anywhere today, Beaver. I walked from one side of the studio to the other. Sit back down. I got to get out and walk. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk down to this pond later this uh, evening and catch me a crappie about like that one I caught the other day. Show Leah's going to take a picture this time. All right. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Beaver, are you a big golf fan? I'm not. Okay. I don't. I don't really hate it. Uh-huh. I admire those guys. Yeah. But I, I don't watch it very much. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, see, that's that's actually perfect because uh, someone that's like you is big, you know, sports fan, and you know, in your age group, but not necessarily like a diehard golf fan. Not watching a ton of it. I want to know if you recognize this music. Oh, well, that's the Masters. See? You see that? It took you literally three bars. Just another great example. Hello, friends. (laughs) Is your Jim Nance impression? Uh, I still can't believe Tiger Woods won the Masters last year. And I will, I've got my hand up as saying, like, for two years, I was the guy on the radio going, Tiger's done. It's over. It's over. The end. Stop trying to resurrect this thing. It ain't happening. And then he goes and wins the Masters. Well, anyway, um, just a great example. You talk about marketing and branding. Beaver's not even the biggest golf fan. You played three bars of that song right there. He's like, he's like, That's the Masters. Got it. 
<laughs> anyway, um, today, March the 17th, also St. Patrick's Day, is, would have been, is the birthday of Bobby Jones, the Bobby Jones. Born on this day in 1902, the greatest amateur golfer of all time. You know why they say the greatest amateur of all time? Because he didn't go pro. He didn't want to. He wasn't interested. He'd rather just be an amateur and win everything and then go be a lawyer. By 14 years old, he was a child prodigy competing on a national stage. Won his first major golf title in 1923. Won at least one for eight consecutive years. During an eight-year stretch of dominance, won 13 of the 21 major championships he went into. <laughs> A record that stood for 40 years until Jack Nicklaus broke it. When he was 28, completed a grand slam. Victories in the British Amateur, the British Open, the U.S. Open, and U.S. Amateur. Won them all. Anyway, he was the greatest before Jack. And uh, right there from Augusta, Georgia, by the way, he died in 1971, right there from Augusta. Laid out, designed, Augusta National Golf Club. Yep. Let's see. Looking to build a private club that would serve as a retreat, Jones settled on Augusta and attractive land off Washington Road. The rest is history. Yep, that's him. The reason you have the Masters in Augusta National sitting where it is and how it is and what it is is because of that guy, Bobby Jones. He did it. And, yes, I know, they've closed Augusta National to everybody, including the members this week. Announced that, I think, yesterday. And the Masters ain't going to happen when it normally does. <laughs> I get it. That's par for the course in these days. But it's not going to stop me from wishing Bobby Jones a happy birthday. Let me just assume he's in heaven, right? How about this from Jason over here on the Country Pleasing text line? Country Pleasing Sausage. Jason says, I was stationed outside of Augusta at Fort Gordon for a year. A Masters in the fall would absolutely shame the views in the spring. You know, I've never thought of that. And Jason's pointing to, you know, obviously a postponement and maybe playing the thing at a different time of year. And I've never thought about that, Jason. Because we automatically associate, when you hear this, <laughs> you automatically start thinking of what? Azalea's bloomed out, right? And pollen. That's what you think of. <laughs> Especially anybody who's ever been there. And pimento cheese sandwiches, right? Yeah. By the way, they are good. The food there is phenomenal. And it's not very expensive. But uh, anyway, that's what you think of. But in the fall, you got all those hardwoods around there. There's, of course, a lot of pine trees and stuff, too. But you have all those hardwoods around there. All that stuff would be be colored out and, you know, yellow leaves and red leaves and all that. It would look, be a different look. And just like everywhere else in the South, it's a pretty place. Anyway, just thought I'd bring that up for you. A little positive feel before I get into this. I want you to hear this. Two things. Two pieces of audio. First, a coronavirus patient speaking from his hospital bed about his experience and also encouraging social distancing. He said, stay away from other people. His name is Kevin Harris. 
He's in Ohio. He's in a hospital. He said his symptoms started with a slight cough and then quickly evolved into something worse. Here is a portion, some audio from Kevin Harris's live video on Facebook from his hospital bed in Ohio. I watched the whole thing. It started out with his uh, caretaker there, in the, you know, a nurse, doctor, someone, full body hazmat suit covering their face and everything, every square inch of their body covered in this suit as they talked to him, but they were really nice to him. And then he began to talk on camera. Here's a little bit of what Kevin Harris said. So now y'all can tell everybody I'm the coronavirus guy. And I started coughing. That was the first sign. And it went downhill in 24 hours like gangbusters. I woke up several times thinking I was going to die. I go to the bathroom. The trip to the bathroom take an hour. I have to lay down in the hallway 20 minutes, lay down in the kitchen 20 minutes. The baddest part about it is I got the worst version. My lungs are turning to glass. Go figure. If it wasn't for all that weight I lost and staying in such great shape, I'd be dead already. I have to stop transmitting it. Stay out of crowds. Quit acting like it can't happen to you. Here's a guy that goes nowhere and does nothing for three weeks. And he gets the coronavirus. If I can get it like that, anybody can get it. So that's Kevin Harris. Now, he did say he's recovering. Um, but you can just tell by watching him and listening to him. He would get out of breath during the course of the Facebook Live video. He was in rough shape. Now, he's hopeful he's going to make it. But he said they, you heard it there, they basically told him, hey, look, if you hadn't gotten yourself in a little better shape, you, you'd be gone already. I mean, it's scary stuff. Now, I mentioned this to you. Um, famous actor, you guys have watched umpteen movies that he's been in. He's incredibly popular. Uh, he's from London. His name is Idris Elba. Y'all seen him in, well, I remember him from The Office. He was Charles Minor, Charles, the office manager who came in and after Michael Scott left and, you know, and he didn't like Jim and all this. You know, I remember from The Office, but he's been in just anything you can think of. It seems like popular movies. He was in The Avengers and, and Star Trek, you know, and all these different things um, much more recently. Um, but he put this out on Twitter, a video as he said, Hey, I've tested positive. Hey, uh, what's up guys. So look, uh, this morning I, uh, I got some test results back for coronavirus and it came back positive. Yeah. And it sucks. Um, listen, I'm doing okay. Uh, Sabrina hasn't been tested and she's doing okay. Um, I wasn't. I didn't have any symptoms. Um, I got tested because I realized I was um, exposed to someone who had also uh, tested positive. I found out last Friday that they were tested positive. I quarantined myself and got a test immediately uh, and got the results back today. Uh, look, this is serious, you know? 
Now's the time to really think about social distancing, washing your hands. Uh, beyond that, there are people out there who aren't showing symptoms and that can easily spread it, okay? So now's a real time to be really vigilant about washing your hands and keeping your distance, okay? Um, we've told our families, um, they're very supportive. We've told our colleagues um, and, you know, transparency is probably the best thing for this right now. If you're feeling ill or you feel like you should be tested or you've been exposed and do something about it, all right? It's really important. Look, we live in a divided world right now. We can all feel it, but now's the time for solidarity. Now's the time for thinking about each other. There are so many people whose lives have been affected from those who have lost people that they love to people that don't even have it and have lost their livelihoods. This is real, all right? Um, I just wanted to share my news with you guys and I will keep you updated as how I'm doing. Um, but so far we're feeling okay. All right, man, stay positive and don't freak out. And there you go. So um, someone who kind of everybody knows because of his fame, Idris Elba, the actor, he's got it. And that last line, he said, stay positive and don't freak out. I think that's the thing to do, kind of obey the guidelines and do your best to wash and clean and sanitize and stay away. And let's ride this thing out. We'll stay positive and not freak out in the meantime. It's the best we can do, right? That's what we'll do. All right, into the sports news from today. That's coming up next here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Jason on the Country Pleasing text line said, he said, wait a minute. They wear hazmat suits to treat the flu, Matt? Yeah, no. That's apparently different. Again, that was in Ohio, that one guy, and he had uh, his doctor or nurse. I mean, there's nowhere to know. But yeah, I'm talking about like a hazmat type suit from head to toe, completely covered, face covered, everything like, his gloves were like cinched around his wrists. I mean, this, and they don't treat the flu that way. That's for sure. Appreciate the text, Jason. I always appreciate you listening out in Arizona. All right, here we are in Mississippi in the Farm Bureau studio, connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Still time for you to be a part of the show. Text me at 885 ESPN. Man, what a picture! Walton, on the country-pleasing text, says, Matt, sorry I missed the show today, but I'm with you in spirit. Hashtag turkey season. Look at the photo. The man sitting on the ground in the woods in a little clear-out space there. Camoed up. He's got a shotgun laid over his left camouflaged leg. He's got his turkey call. What do they call that? Something in stickle? Sickle? <laughs> what do they call that? 
that slate uh, turkey call on his other leg and got his boots kicked back. I'll tell you this, Walton, you're going to be asleep real soon. But turkey doesn't walk up there, you're going to be asleep. Be snoring. Turkey's going to walk right past you. You won't even know it. He's going to sleep right through the whole thing. Okay, and that's fine, too, if you want to do that. It's part of the beauty of a hunting trip. You don't actually have to kill anything, but supposedly you're being productive. <laughs> just go like deer season. Get up in the stand and just go to sleep. Don't fall out. Shooting house. That's what you need. Get yourself a shooting house with a comfortable seat, and you just sleep for three hours and say, tell everybody, yeah, I went hunting. <laughs> no, you didn't. You drove 45 minutes and walked half a mile, take a nap. All right, football. Football, all kinds of stuff. With the um, the bivy of audio you're about to hear from me, it's going to speak to a question that I brought up yesterday. During this break in sports, in the sports world, because of the coronavirus, is it going to help a sport like baseball to regain traction and popularity and stuff with people when it comes back? Or is this long break actually going to hurt it? I don't know that there's any way to know for sure. We just have to wait and see for a sport like baseball. But I can promise you this. For a sport like football, because of all the interesting off-season news and player contract news and trades and free agent news, the NFL is dominating the sports world right now. It is. They always have a knack for doing this. I mean, here we are, and there's no games being played. Listen, the NFL is dominating the sports world again right now. Trades, free agents. This guy franchised, that guy traded, this guy signed. And Tom Brady is not going to the Patriots. Uh, not going back to the Patriots after 20 years. And it's being reported that he is definitely going to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and go be a quarterback under quarterback guru, Bruce Arians. I mean, they're all the headlines. It's all the sports headlines. It's all NFL. All of it. All right, what about the draft well, here's that. For the NFL draft now, it's going to be unlike anything uh, we have really experienced. It's still going to go on uh, as was planned in late April. That's the biggest news right there. They're going to have a player selection process, and just like the league year, which is uh, obviously going on when it was scheduled, so with the draft. But it's going to look nothing like any draft that we have seen. It may actually end up being Roger Goodell announcing the picks in a room with a television camera. It might be old school. It might be Roger Goodell in a boardroom. What it is not, just based on the realities of the world that we are dealing with, obviously with the coronavirus affecting everything, it is not going to be 500,000 people in front of the Bellagio Steps in Las Vegas. Those days are obviously over. I'm sure the NFL would love to get a draft to Vegas at some point soon, but unfortunately it is not going to be this year, Lindsay. All right, that's Ian Rappaport. The draft, you're going to get TV coverage. It'll do a tremendous television rating, maybe more than it ever has, and it may only be a guy in a room. Here is Chris Mortensen, ESPN. Dak Prescott got the exclusive franchise tag, but listen to what Mortensen says. Because of the new CBA, there is going to be a, a, an expanded salary cap, more cash, 
And I think that the Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, his son, they're going to work very hard to get a long-term deal done. They've been in this range of where this franchise tag number is at, around $33 million, uh, this year, uh, fully guaranteed. So I think that uh, you take a couple million more, go up to that $35 million range, then maybe you're getting in range and see how much fully guaranteed money you get. But I think the, the intent is to get him signed before that July 15th or mid-July deadline that they have. You hear that? Oh, they franchise tagged him. Well, this is just the first deadline. There's another one that normally is in the middle of July. And now that the CBA is done and they've gotten Amari Cooper signed, yeah, they've gotten Cooper signed, they're going to go through and try to go ahead and nail down the long-term contract for Dak Prescott before July the 15th. So this exclusive franchise tag thing on Dak is really only a, I mean, call it what you want, a four, but it's really in reality a four month. Um, it buys you four months. It's a four month solution. They did the the Cowboys did sign up Cooper long term. Cooper isn't going anywhere. Again, he intends to sign with the Dallas Cowboys in a five year, hundred million dollar deal. So they get to keep their man. Now they can work towards a deal with Dak. And again, the Washington Redskins made this interesting and challenging. And it almost was a situation where, again, the Redskins were convincing Amari Cooper to try to come to Washington. That's Adam Schefter. So he's going to get whatever it is, $100-something million over the course of this thing. He's going to be there in Dallas. And they had to fend off division foe, the Redskins. You hear all this news? I mean, they're dominating the sports world. Houston traded away their best receiver, maybe their best offensive player outside of their quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins, to the Cardinals for a running back. It, none of Nobody can figure this trade out or why they would do it. Listen to the way Deion Sanders on the NFL Network described it. What is going on? I just left Houston last weekend for a 7-on-7. Kicked it with Slim Thug, Lil' Kiki. Everybody, man, couple. Everybody's singing, enjoying life. And now this? How can you trade? DeAndre Hopkins for a two, a four, and a who? <laughs> Traded for a two, a four, and a who. <laughs> I mean, that's the way everybody's reacting to this. Now, compare all that NFL news to the one major soundbite in Major League Baseball yesterday. This is the commissioner, Rob Manfred. I think the biggest topic is obviously with the CDC announcement um, we're not going to be playing April 9th uh, we're not going to announce an alternate opening day at this point we're going to have to see how things develop um, I think the commitment of the clubs is to play as many baseball games in 2020 as we can consistent with the safety of our uh, players and our fans I mean the timing of it say what you want this is this is not being coarse to the realities of what this coronavirus means for us as people. I'm strictly talking about sports here, but from a sports perspective, the timing of all this right now has played right into the NFL's hands, I think. Now, when we come back and we actually start playing games, whenever that is, because we don't know, we'll reevaluate it then and see what happens. Hey, look, Chicken Hawk's back on the Divinity Equipment phone. Been hanging on for a little while. Chicken Hawk, I got a couple of minutes left, man. What's up? Well, look at here. You know the Lord's up, man. You know, one thing, 
this ought to be a real opportunity for the church, the real church, to do what church is done, should have been done doing, but delegated to the government. But everybody depends on the government mm-hmm. instead of the church, you know. And hopefully this will bring people to their knees and they'll look up and realize that, you know, Jesus is the only way, the Savior, you know. Amen. Hopefully that will happen, you know. But here's the thing right here about the texting. Oh, you know, I love Henry Cook. I done told you he used to process my deer meat 20, 20 mm-hmm. years ago when he was up above Peter Hatch. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it, brother, my mind can't, my fingers can't keep up with my mind. <laughs> you know, when I get to talk, when, look, sometimes when I go to talk to brother, I forget where I was at. Then I have to go back, and then it ain't there. And then sometimes I go back and there. And then, some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Haven't, haven't you figured that out with me so far? I time? think I have figured it out, right. Yes, I I understand. I, Beaver probably figures it more than anybody else. <laughs> Beaver gets, gets me three times a day. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, Beaver probably done, Beaver, Beaver probably done OD. They probably got somebody standing by over there now that Beaver's doing your show. Mm-hmm. They probably got somebody over there stationed in a hazmat suit, you know, for Beaver. <laughs> Beaver's had enough of you. Chicken off. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me tell Squirrel something. Hey, Squirrel, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat some of your kin folks tonight. You know, Lupe, 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 gonna cook up some of your kin folks with some old big old canhead biscuits. Mm-hmm. Gonna make some red eyed gravy and put it over some doggone steam rice. And I'm gonna think, man, I didn't know Squirrel was this good. Hashtag Hell Satan. See, see ya. I wonder if Chicken Hawk picked that squirrel up off the road. I'm sorry. I, I, I know better. See y'all tomorrow. See ya. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.